Hey guys, my name is CJ Finley and this is the Thrive On Podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're trying to get started and feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. It's Sunday night in the Finley household and we figured it's been a while, why not jump on and host another podcast? So I have my lovely lovely wife, Erin, on with me and she had the idea today to speak a little bit about how we got here. So I'm gonna let her kick it off around why she thought we should do that and then where we're gonna take this conversation. All right, thanks CJ. As always, it's an honor to be on your podcast as your wife. Thank you for choosing me amongst the many other <laughs> supportive people you have in this community that you're building here. But I, yeah, I realized that last time as we've been recording these that I actually really do enjoy this time together to talk on another level and I really think that it's another way for us to connect in a different way with the people that do listen. Um, so I enjoy having this as an opportunity to share a little bit more than we normally do. And when we were sitting outside today I thought it would be a fun thing to do. We haven't done it in a while and I thought what could we share? And got me thinking that, wow, sometimes, especially lately, I've been thinking, we're in Austin, Texas. This is one of the number one cities to live in, in America. And both of us grew up in this really small town in New Jersey. And I think it's just interesting to see how we ended up here and all the little decisions. I always talk about this, that every little decision you make, you may not see where that's going to lead to down the line. but it does. They all pile up and compound into an end result. And I think it's interesting because both of us talk all the time that while we love Austin, we love the people here, the lifestyle, the opportunities and, and the life we're building. We don't know that this is going to be the place forever. We're very open to other areas, maybe another country, another city in America. We don't know. But I think when I reflect on how we got here, it comes down to both of us wanting growth. And for me personally, it started because obviously I moved out to Texas first. We weren't even together, but to save the whole relationship novel for another time. Um, what brought I, you to Texas? So I, go a little bit into so why yeah, I, I decided to start my job, my career in Texas. I graduated from undergrad and decided to take the leap and move to a new city. Um, I liked Houston when I visited, and I thought it would be a good place to really just try something new. I decided when I was going to undergrad that I wanted to be close to home, and while I appreciate that, and it was great and really good for me at the time, I felt that if there was a time for me to go step away into something that I didn't know, it was then. So I did decide to take a job out in Houston. And I will say, looking back, that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made because it forced me to really figure out what I wanted. What, when I had, would come home and live in an apartment by myself, what did I want to do with my time? And I think starting to develop interests and hobbies outside of work has led me to every other decision I've made since then and I have this theory that I should be constantly questioning what if my time is being spent in the right ways and if I'm enjoying what I'm doing whether that's work or outside of work who I'm hanging around 
what I'm listening to and thinking about. I'm always very, I always try to be very in tune with that. And that behavior has led me to here. So I don't know if you want to add how you got here and how we pushed each other a little bit to leave Houston and that whole story. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd love for you to dig a little bit more into, you said when you got free time, you were able to find out more of like where you wanted to spend that time because before college and when you're in high school or in grade school, we're pressured in so many different ways. Go play sports, go do this, basically bolster our resume. But then once you get out of college, you have a resume and then you're just like, well, there's more to life than my resume. There's so many interests that I think. I, I think that brings up a really interesting topic of when you transition from your student life as a young adult into your career or adult life, if you will, you reach this point, it's a, like a transition where suddenly there's not this next thing that you're working towards. I think when we grow up, we go through grade school and high school and we're looking at colleges or we're looking at trade schools or whatever it is that you feel you need to do to set up your career. We are doing everything we can in our spare time at that point in our life to get that ticket, the admission ticket, getting accepted into the school, whatever it is. And then once we're in college, it's, okay, do well on this test. And we're just living for that next achievement or our next milestone. And then once you leave college and once you enter the working world and maybe you enter a career situation where it's entrepreneurial and you don't have these milestones anymore, you don't have, you know, the next rank of, whatever you want to call it in your in your job to work towards how do you set those milestones for yourself and i think i definitely hit not necessarily that exact feeling but the feeling of wow this is my life is this what i want to do for the next 50 years is this really do i want to come home and do the same thing all the time do i want to show up at this desk all the time for the next who knows how long and i think we need to be asking ourselves these questions more and we need to be opening the conversation around how, how can we set these milestones for ourselves in a way that makes us continuously in check with what we're doing, the people we're around, what we're feeling ourselves with professionally and socially to make sure that we are living our best lives. And nobody trains us how to do that. In college, it's just do well in this major, do well in these exams, apply to these jobs, go to these networking events, meet these people, submit these letters, whatever it is, it's check the box. You do that and you either get in or you don't, you get the job or you don't, you get whatever it is or you don't. And then once you're past that and it's an open slate, what do you do? I think that's a big question that has well, people struggle has with been it. Because... Forefront of my mind, because yeah, people do struggle with it because that's that is how we're brought up, and I think kind of goes into what your long term goals are for education and helping kids start thinking outside the box a little earlier on, and I think that that's going to be huge for our society to continue being creative and building long term sustainable 
good environments. Um, well, <laughs> I think the issue comes and stems from when you have two choices, it's easier to pick left or right. But when you have an infinite amount of choices, that's when people kind of get stuck and they don't really learn how to make that choice then. So I think for anybody listening out there, the huge difference between Erin and I is she's always been someone, and this isn't a, a problem, but uh, a box checker. And I've always been one that's just like, why am I even sitting in this fucking box? Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why our relationship works so well is because we mold together uh, both of those attitudes to make it very, uh, what is the word for it, um, congruent with where we're trying to go. Um, there's never been, I think, in our relationship a time where I was like, hey, let's go do this thing. And you were never like, no, that's completely against whatever we're trying to go. And even coming to Austin, like we're talking about how we got here. Well, we got specifically to Austin because you wanted to go to grad school, but then the stipulation I had was, okay, if you're going to go to grad school, then I want to try to become a full-time entrepreneur. Because for those that don't know, like I was always a half part-time entrepreneur. I'm always doing side hustles, but I, I had the safety net of my own job um, or a job that I worked for somebody else. And the way that we got here was we agreed that like while she was going to go to school, I was going to go to the school of hard knocks. And that's where for her... It's okay because she's checking this box of I want to get my MBA and move up a level in my career. And me, I was, there's no boxes in the entrepreneurial world. However, what I like to call it is for anybody else out there working on projects is like you got to pay your tuition. Like as soon as you start your own business, like you're not going to make a ton of money. You're not, you might, you're actually going to probably be negative, but that's just you paying tuition because. What happens is most people are willing to take on 50K or 100K or even more to go get a certificate. But when it comes to your business and your entrepreneurship, like they're not willing to lose $10,000 or $20,000 just to learn those principles. And that's where I think we've done a very good job of understanding like when should we be looking to check boxes and when we shouldn't be looking to check boxes. And if I think back personally, um, I got my engineering degree because I knew that it would help me in every other area of life, but I wasn't checking the box to go get an engineering job. And that's kind of like what we got, got me here and everywhere else in my life is I've been able to like think towards a future of what am I going to need for my life to be better and happier? Not necessarily what do I need to get so that I can get to this next prong? Like I'm never thinking about that next prong. And I believe that a lot of people do, unfortunately, get stuck in the next prong mentality of I'm going to go get this degree yeah, or I'm going to pass this just, exam just, just to get to the next step. I just and they shared don't a little think, bit about that today, actually. It's something I'm really passionate about is this idea of destination addiction where you work so hard just for that next thing and you think that that next thing is going to propel the next thing and that next thing is going to make you happier whether that's a job a place a city you know a circle of people or a spouse and I, you mentioned my personality and how I'm a check the box person well I think that that does have its downfalls at times and that's something a transition that as I reflect on the past couple of years I'm definitely trying to work on because while I think it can be helpful in some ways it's helped me achieve what I have thus far but it's also made me the type of person that's driven by achievement and I know that that and I, 
and I'm guilty of being like, okay, well, I'll just be happier once I'm in NBA and I get this other kind of job, or I'll just be happier when we move to Austin, <laughs> or I'm, I'll just be I'm happier guilty. when I have a bigger house or a cleaner house or whatever exactly. it may be. Exactly, and so I think that for me to acknowledge that, and I mean, you're definitely a huge help as we talk through these things very frequently. But I'm the way I've broken that is by thinking, like you said, how can I just do little things that may have an impact at some point without really knowing what that next thing is? Boom. So when it comes to a job, does it have to be the perfect job that checks all the boxes? Nope, it's never going to be. And I think that that's step one. Know that nothing is ever going to check every box, not your not your life partner, not your job, not your home, not your family, nothing that you can choose in life is going to fulfill every box you think you have. So get rid of the boxes and then just start to follow what really lights you up inside. Figure out what you do in your time when you're alone, like where does your mind wander? And then start to do more of those activities and don't even be thinking about what's going to happen as a result of doing that. Just keep doing it and doors will open for you. And it doesn't even matter if the doors don't open for you because if you're happy, you'll just create the doors. So I think that that's what I, if I reflect on how I've gotten to define those milestones and break away from that mindset of let me check all the boxes, it's just doing more of the things that I enjoy. So for example, coming home from work and working out when I can, that fills me up. Not every day. I'm trying to share more that sometimes I really do need a break and it's not the best thing to pound myself into the ground because when I do work out, I go 120% and anyone who's seen me work out, work out really knows that. But, or if you take in my class, I definitely don't make it easy. But I will say that doing that has made me just more in tune with like how I want to spend the rest of my life. So I really like being able to be with you, travel, work out in random remote beaches and parks and explore different places. So how do we get to do that forever? Well, we start doing little pieces You just of start that doing now. it. And that's where like a lot of people, they like to live in what ifs. And I like to live in why the fuck not. And that's where, again, that's not taught. It's, it's, it's learned. Um, by doing and that's where just going back like when I'm when I'm a little kid like you, you were talking about how we got here and we specifically got here because one you took a risk to leave the Northeast which you said was ultimately one of the best decisions you ever made and then the second decision was I made that decision as well but not only did I make the decision to leave I made the decision to say fuck my career fuck my job screw all that I am in love with this girl and this takes priority and even if we didn't like make it like make it as they say I guess as a couple I, yeah as a couple in my head I thought again like just trying this is going to be worth more to my life overall when I think back if I'm 80 years old I remember telling myself I actually told this to Brielle I was just like I would much rather give this a go and like it like hell freezes over and something goes wrong then knowing in my heart that I never gave it a go and that's where I just literally was like why the fuck can't I, yeah, I feel like move you... to a new city be with a new girl get a new job um, but that same just... mentality I see you apply to everything that you attack with your business and the communities that you're building you approach it with that same mindset of 
why would it, you don't even think about what if and that's that's where we balance each other out sometimes because I'm not that I'm a pessimist but I'm always the one yeah I bring, leave candles bringing on. the reality to the situation of okay like we can't be we don't live in rainbows and butterflies like sometimes I you need to reality check and I feel that that's where our relationship goes hand in hand because I think you've helped me with my risk aversion a bit but I definitely help bring bring you back to reality at times when you're just so optimistic to the point where you don't even get you know go to the doctor after years of complaining about your health so so and I think that stems from ultimately like if I'm with you, like I get those butterflies where everything is good. Because like before you, I was very frugal, very like, I wasn't risk averse. I, I took a lot of risks, but I also was stressing about every little decision. Um, and w- like I, so I'm a systems engineer. So I think about every scenario. And then like, if something bad go- does happen, what am I gonna do when that happens? And just like thinking all those through all those scenarios in my head, I never met somebody that made me like forget about the scenarios and not even care. Like when we go on vacation, like I don't care where we go. I don't, I used to have to be like, we're going to go X, Y, Z. We have to see this. We have to see that. But like when I'm with you, I could literally go on the beach and lay on the beach for an entire week and just be just as happy as if we ran around, we were just in San Diego, we run around the whole city. Like no matter where I'm at with you and that's what kind of like led into like my business and where we act very much so on the pedigree of consistency wins like we don't we don't think like what if like if things go wrong we ultimately know things are going to go wrong that's life like you just have to be adaptable to change and that's where we just live by if we just show up with our best selves every day and just try to get better a little bit each and every day good things are going to happen and that's where if i had to pinpoint how we got here in one sentence, you and I, it's that very characteristic of, you know what, like today was great, but like what can we do to get a little bit better tomorrow? And then just do that every single day, year over day over day, week after week, month over month, year over year. And then you're gonna end up in the spot that it, like when I look back, every little decision obviously lended us a chance to get here, but ultimately it was because we were willing to take a little bit of risk and get a little bit better each and every time. And I think if you do that in your in your life, in your love life, in relationships, in your business, you're gonna be exactly where you're meant to be. Um, and then I'd love to go a little bit more into detail though of like how we actually got here. And that, because I think like there's some decisions. I remember when we were freaking out about possibly moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma, or you didn't get into UT right away. Like there's so many little things or me living in Nashville and I risked everything on my job just to move to you because I didn't want to pay double rent. So it's just like, I want to hear it from you a little bit of what are some of the decisions maybe even before we were even dating that you made that I don't even know about maybe if you can think That's a of. a hard question. I think for me, so we ultimately got here because I wanted to get my MBA. And why did I want to get my MBA? That's a question that I asked myself several times over the past two years while I was in the program because... But what, go even before that. Yeah, but I, I'm getting What were you there, doing? So what were you doing I'm, before I'm that? I'm working backwards with this. So in Houston, I remember even before I even, I would say even before I even started working ever 
MBA was always one of those things where I said, someday in the future, I want my MBA. Because like you, I wanted the engineering background for the same same basic reasons. I want that mindset, that skill set, the ability to approach problems and situations in an analytical way that an engineer would. I wanted, I thought that it actually fit my personality and now that I'm kind of back in the engineering environment that is really confirmed, I definitely feel like at heart I am an engineering person. I just am. I could go on for that for a while but I'm MBA was always on the back of my mind so yes when I was in Houston I thought at some point I wanted to get the MBA and at the time when you had recently moved we were dealing with your career switch so that was a really critical time I think because you had left UBS after you yeah, so for, worked remotely. For, for, for people that we can dig into this a little bit for people that don't know I used to work in Nashville at UBS Wealth Management and Aaron was in Houston, so we were kind of paying double rent, and I was flying there mo once a month, and it was good for a little bit, but my, my lease was coming up, and I thought in my head, I was reading Tim Ferriss's Far Work Week at the time, and he talks about just do and then ask for forgiveness. So as my lease was coming up, I'd kind of already worked remote. I could go into the office and then leave early and not, like I would go in two days a week or three days a week and then work from home one day or two days a week. And my team resided in New York. They didn't even reside in Nashville. So I started thinking in my head, I was like, if I just up and leave, like, I don't think they're going to do anything. Meanwhile, I'm freaking out because <laughs> I would never do this. <laughs> but in my head, again, I don't I, even like working from home as it is because I'm like, oh, like I need to be doing at my computer all the time. Well, the stipulation was I needed, I had to keep this job or else they would have, uh, I needed to stay that year because my bonus. So I needed to stay a full year so that I didn't have to repay back that bonus. So I was concerned like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna just move, which I did. And then, yeah, they were kind of pissed. But at the end of the day, um, I think I provided enough value where they didn't want to retrain anybody. But and why did you move? Why did you ultimately want to move for our relationship? Like we were doing fine with long distance. I think that kind of would be a because good I was piece in limbo. I was in limbo in Nashville. I felt like in my head, I didn't want to make that many friends because I was afraid to just like make really good friends and then be like, oh, peace, I'm leaving. So before um, you got to a point where you were attached to the city. Yeah, attached to the city and just like, uh, and honestly, like I just, I felt on fire when I was with you. I felt like when I wasn't, um, I mean, it was still great. Our relationship was still great and we were traveling a lot, but, and we had a lot of money and that's, that's the big kicker for people is like, we learned very quickly that like money doesn't make you didn't make me happy. I would I would much rather make way less money and be with you every single day than make a ton of money and only see you like a, a weekend or two um, a month. And that's what I learned really quick. And I'm very, like, as Aaron mentioned, like, I just, I, I live in why the fuck not, not in what if, and I just go for things. So in my head, I ultimately just moved. And then if they fired me, I would just find a new job. I'd already had three jobs at that point. I've been, I'm a good networker. I knew that I could find a new job. It would be a little bit of a headache in the beginning. Yes. Um, but instead of like what most people that were talking to me were thinking, well, like, well, you're jumping from job to job to job. That's going to hurt the beginning of your career and blah, blah, me. blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, if the worst comes to worst, I'll be my own boss. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to make this. I'm gonna make this thing work. I'm gonna work so hard. And I think that ultimately comes back to, uh, we were just actually working out with my buddy Kevin Burke. We went to Aaron's class earlier before this. 
but I used to live on their couch. Like I would pay a hundred a month to live in their living room and people would come and go. Like I've done some crazy things to get what I want and what that money, saving that money let me do was travel and do new experiences and things like that. I didn't need this nice ass room. So I always thought in my head that if I had to work 16 hour days, 18 hour days, 20 hour days just to get another job, I'd be willing to do it if it meant I'd be with you. And that's where like, flash forward to I six months into my work from home, I couldn't work from home anymore. I was going crazy and I was yeah, driving was, Aaron crazy. <laughs> and that's where like I got another new job, um, which kind of ended up making me sick. And that's really what started happening where I would come home from work and I wouldn't feel good. I was losing weight and I would tell Aaron and it was stressful because she was studying for MBA. So it was like this both of us are highly stressed in a small apartment and I think that was like one of the areas I, in our life that like really tested us but it made us so much stronger. Yeah, I remember the days where you would come home from work and you would tell me, you're like, I don't think I can keep doing this. It's not that you didn't like the job. I mean, there were certain things about it that you didn't like but the idea of reporting to a place on time and being there for a certain amount of time and being confined to an office space just wasn't suitable for your health conditions and just your fire for wanting to do more. And I think that there, myself included, are people that do want more out of life than reporting to a job each day. I see, I have visions for what I want the future to look like and I know that if I continue to do exactly what I'm doing today, it's not just going to magically fall in my lap. So you have to do things a little differently. Right now in my life, I'm happy with that. But I think back to you, you would come home and tell me I can't do this anymore. And that was stressful to me because here I am thinking, OK, well, in a year, we're gonna, I'm going to be in school full time. It's an opportunity cost. We have an opportunity cost now because I'm actually not going to be having an income. And if you don't have an income, what are we going to do? And so that was a whole nother stressful can of worms. And you're right. We were, I was, I can vividly remember just spending every hour free studying for the GMAT, doing practice, <laughs> practice problems. You probably were going crazy because I was always doing the GMAT stuff. No, and I mean, I think it's a testament to our relationship. And that's where like, we came to this agreement that, okay, I'm going to quit. But then like, I think I gave a lot of time to you. Like I remember working on my own stuff, like with you. Remember when I, remember I, I quit January 2nd, the new year, you're still studying and taking exams and whatever. But then I was like, immediately I signed up for my own courses. I signed up to get a yeah. nutrition mm -hmm. certification and then a lot of online coursework. And we, what we did on the weekends was we went to the pool for an hour or two and then we were studying and, and working together. And I think um, that's really what, led us to where we're at right now and and I, that just reminds me of when we were little kids like we were already doing that when we were younger working on group projects together except this was you studying for exam and this was me building my business and i don't think i would have been as set up coming to austin if we didn't have that little time period because like when i came to austin like i was on fucking fire like i was setting meetings left and right and i was not doing that in houston if you remember right. like the difference between me being in houston to me being here like there was a whole nother level that i had learned where and i think it was because just as we were leaving houston you were starting to do that member station houston you were going there and connecting with people and you're like this is what i'm meant to do like i love this and then just as you felt your niche we were up and moving and 
to go back a few steps, there was a period of time when we were really in the unknown. I knew I was going to go to school, but I didn't know where. And we were debating where do we apply, what areas of the U.S. And it, we narrowed it down after lots of travel. We were like, all right, we're either going West Coast or we're going to Austin. And for a lot, of, I'd say that period of time, I don't care what you're applying for, whether it's law school, med school, grad school of some sort, who knows. That period of time when you're in limbo, I'm sure you can, if you're listening and you've dealt with this, you can relate to it. It's really weird. It's a weird feeling of not knowing. Like, you know there's going to be some next thing, but you don't really know where you're going to be. And you kind of just want to find a job. You find a place to, to live and you want to start planning out your life. But it's, it's so life. much easier alone. Yeah. When, you're, when you have two, when you had two people into That's it, true. it makes it so much more Because I was dragging you through that. So finally, we decided, I mean... I did end up getting waitlisted at first to UT, but, and then there was, we went through this whole phase of, oh, well, do we even want the MBA? Like, <laughs> maybe no, we no, don't. No, 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 you got to tell the rest of the story. So what happened was, so again, like, we're, we're, she's going after MBA, we're, we're preparing to move uh, again, and for me, that would be the, the fourth time moving within three years uh, to a new city, or an, and a new state, possibly, and... For me, like, I was all in. I was like, wherever you want to go, like, whatever best suits, like, your MBA, like, I'll make it worth it. Because, again, what you said was, I went to Station Houston, I invested in that, invested in myself, and learned how to basically become self-sufficient. And that's why I had no fear where we were going to go. Um, but we went to USC to go to, like, what is what is that called? The She uh, got into USC, but was waitlisted at... Austin. So we went to USC's, what is it called? Uh, the, I think it was like a preview weekend. Preview weekend. Like so we went there and it was actually really, really nice. And we were like, shit, like we really, we love California. We could see ourselves living there. And like one of our goals right now is to move to San Diego. Um, and we came home. When we came home, it was a very, very tough decision. And it was something that we argued about because Aaron's just like, oh, I want to put a deposit down on USC. And I'm just like, in my head, in my gut, Austin had always called us, and this is where, like, I'd love to go into, before I even, like, I'll give him a little cliffhanger right here, before I even tell him, like, what that story has, how did we even think of Austin in the first place? That's where our first date was. Mm -hmm. So, like, give him a little run-through of, like, when we first started dating, how we took a trip here, and, like, what we did when we first came here. Yeah, so, I, I guess that was our first official date, where you... Oh boy. So it was right after you visited me in Houston. We were like, what the heck? Are we going to try this long distance relationship? You were moving to Nashville literally a couple days later. You moved in. I was like, I don't pump the brakes. Like, I don't know if I want a long distance relationship with you. You've been my friend for so long. Like, yeah, we had a great time together, but I don't know about this. And I was very skeptical. But then you drove out how many hours? 12 hours. As soon as you moved to Nashville, all the way back to Houston, you're like, we're going to Austin. And at that point, I was like, okay, guess we're going to Austin for the weekend. <laughs> and still was not, did not make up my mind about you. Um, but I was like, all right, let's just go on this weekend to Austin. I've never been there. Actually, no, that's a lie. I was at Austin You were there. Before. You were there for ACL yeah, and yeah. other things. And that's what put it in my head that was like, you made Austin sound really cool. And I was yeah. like, I've never been there. I don't so know let's why go I said to I weekend. was never there. So I was it's there awesome. and I said, yeah, you'd probably like Austin. So you came up with the idea to go there. We went there and just 
needless to say, that's when our relationship kicked off because we really had a great time. And we were like, this city is amazing. Like, this is us. We woke up, we went running on Town Lake. We basically, we didn't do that much. We did a lot of just the normal lifestyle things of like being outside. And, Same oh stuff yeah, we, we paddle boarded. We did GoPro on the paddle boards. It was just same stuff we do today <laughs> but we really enjoyed our trip and so ever since then when we went back to Houston and we, we eventually you moved there uh, we always had Austin in the back of our minds like it would be really cool to live there one day and so yes UT was one of the places that I had on my list for the MBAs and so back to but the story this is where the that feeling gave me that gut decision that we shouldn't put the deposit yeah, down. Yeah, so CJ is really good at following his gut. I'm working on it. <laughs> but so I'm more of the type that was like, all right, I'm in this other school. I actually really like it. I like the people I met. I really liked Southern California. I was At the time, I, I really wanted to be in biotech, and I was like, this is where I need to be. And it's funny because you were pushing me. You're like, just wait. Like, just wait. And so I did, and eventually I did get accepted into UT, and we were like, all right, that was an easy decision. Like, we're going to Austin. It's an easy so, move. It's in state. Let's go. And we ended up in Austin. But then there was that period of time when I think we talked about this in another episode on here, but it was really rough. Like, starting school, and you were in limbo of what you're doing. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is really hard because here I am having to do all these things for school and as a full-time student and you're just going on coffee dates with everyone all day 24 7 and i'm like are you even what are you doing what are you building i didn't, didn't see anything any traction and so that was a rough time but now here we are and but that's again it goes back to gut and that's where it's not always gut it's also logical so like usc was extremely expensive the cost of living in california is extremely expensive and i look at we're in our mid-20s we want to get above the eight ball not behind it and that's where i knew that living in texas and staying in state was going to help us propel that like when we get to mid-30s like and we plan to have kids like we're going to be beyond where we wanted to be versus like if we go to la or southern california like we're going to be put behind a little bit and we're also going to have to live a little bit more below our means and one of the things that we did was when we were out there I showed her one of my friends apartments and then I literally asked how much the rent was compared to like our apartment in Houston in Texas and one of the things that I'll tell everybody out there is like the rent in Texas like all three city all four major cities like blows every other major US city whether it's Austin's east or west like Austin's okay but it's there. but it's still not new like we pay two grand for uh, a two-bedroom versus like in New York you pay two grand for fucking a well, everyone knows that. 500 yes. square feet right so it's like not everybody knows it they, they don't understand and then they also don't understand not a lot of people understand state taxes so you're you're taxed heavily in those other states and especially if I'm a business owner and an entrepreneur like being in Texas is way better because I'm not taxed this heavily so even though like I do go with my gut also, and I go with the optimism whatever I'm very fucking logical also, and I do the math we also were thinking as a team too it wasn't just me that wanted this next job or to switch industries or functions it was if you're gonna go full force into this entrepreneurial scene what's a better city and so we really looked into that and we thought okay LA Austin the area that you're in, which is wellness, um, both are yeah, good areas for great. that. But either 
you connect with more people in a smaller pond or you're in LA. So I think for us, just weighing your, your lifestyle was just as important as mine. And I think that's something that we still do today. It's not always, okay, for this next period of our life, I'm just gonna do whatever's best for you. And meanwhile, I'm not gonna focus on mine. I think we do a good job of constantly evaluating like what we're both working towards and how we can be supportive, even and, though we're doing very different things. And to, to clarify on that, when I first moved here, like going in with my gut, my gut was, I need to build a network so that I figure out what problems to solve so then I can charge money and I can make some cash for us to pay our bills so that she can focus on school. Now, where I failed was communication, and this is where like we constantly work on getting better at communication. I wasn't communicating like what I was trying to do or where I was trying to go and why I was trying to do it. Um, so that's where like she kind of lost track of what that traction was. Um, luckily, I started meeting like my best friends Shay, Izzy, and a bunch of other really amazing people in the city, and it started. We started gaining traction very quickly, and then it turned transitioned I into. I was making money and I was making money like personal training, doing nutrition and things of that nature, but I still ultimately wasn't happy because I was making cash for us to survive, but I wasn't doing exactly what I love to do. Like I am, I'll just be flat out, I'm a beast when it comes to health and wellness. Like that's, I'm just naturally good at it, but it also doesn't stimulate my mind as much as business and other That's businesses and communities don't like like fitness doesn't give that to me because I'm naturally just an athlete. So I never was reading books at night about how each muscle attaches each muscle. I was reading books about how do I help market somebody else's business to grow their community to then impact the world. And once I started leaning into that, that's where. I ultimately was like, you know what, I'm, I'll work seven days a week because I love doing this and this is where this podcast even started because it's just like, it doesn't feel like work to me. You know, if I market this one day and could make money off of it, great, cool, whatever. But I would literally do it for zero dollars and that's where I think a lot of people, they don't see like these whole stories that we were saying, they always are living in the what ifs rather than just like attacking that thing Whatever you just said just really things. made me think of like, doing this, it's like, why are we even doing this podcast? Why are we doing it? Why do we post on Instagram? Why do you post on anything that you post? And I ask myself that question a lot too because at times it's like, it is a little time consuming. But I think back and it's not for any, it's not for any reason other than to connect with people and help others. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's like, if this, if this resonates with one person out there and we get a message, or even if we don't get a message, but if it resonates with somebody out there because they're like, wow, I'm really glad that they shared that. I feel like better about my current situation or I feel like I can talk to my partner now or whatever it is, or I feel like maybe what I'm thinking, I don't feel as alone. That's what we want out of all of this. That's the reason for it. Yeah, and I mean, even beyond that, the reason is just for me to better myself. Just like going back, like unpeeling the layers of how we got here, where I said the most important thing was we take little, small, little steps of improving that's ourselves. True. And that's where like this, this podcast will probably get 50 listens, right? But at the end of the day, if it got one lesson, one listen, I'm still happy because I got better at speaking and I got better with my relationship with my wife and like just those little things. And the big thing is compound interest. Like over time, if you consistently do those things, it's just compound and I think interest that's, of getting that's better. That's another big key takeaway of this whole topic, which is one, being willing to just start 
even if you're not good because you have betterment in the back of your mind. You know that just starting, you're not going to be good and you're okay with that. You're okay with the fact that this is a change and it's uncomfortable, but if you just do it time and time again, you get more comfortable, you get better, and you're sharpening yourself as well as the person that you're with. And I think to go back to the original question of and my answer of growth and that constant seeking of how can I get to the you know be a little bit better than yesterday that's another this is just a microcosm of that and that's what we've done thus far to get here and I think we're going to continue doing that and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens but we're not after any like accolades or achievements it's more just do we feel like we're better we used than to be we were that's last not, I'm, year. Not, I'm not gonna lie like I used to be after accolades and, and achievements and, and those things I think it's just where we grew up and and the time frame everybody was you just feel pressure from all from all areas and like I think I'm at the point in my life where finally like I don't feel any pressure other than the than the pressure I'm putting on myself which is like immense pressure but it also helps that like there's no pressure to be anybody but myself and that's a, a really relieving feeling because it's taken so fucking long to get here to to say that that i'm truly like even this year like i got my sleeve i like i show up to business meetings in in clothes that i'm comfortable with when i do panels and things i'm in a black v-neck i'm not suited up like i'm me and like that's where i think the the ultimate way for people to get there is literally to again live in the why the f not and just wait until you hit your groove and even like i'm speaking for erin here but she still has not found exactly what it is and that's okay and yeah, that's I where think, like I think that um, that I, that's why i want to get on these podcasts again because i know it helps i know it helps for you to think and analyze and, and talk because it'll get you a little bit closer to that one thing where you're just like, oh shit, this is my lane. Like that's, this is, I'm going 150 miles an hour down this lane. Yeah, and I think I have one question for you. As you're in this new path and you're starting to make a lot of traction with your brand and your business, and I talked a little bit about milestones and how we're in this phase of life and our generation is kind of faced with this how do we deal with the what's next question and how do we deal with the idea that what we're doing today could be the next 30 years or it could be t something totally different and how do we know when to make that change and how do we know what we're working towards how do you set those milestones for yourself as an entrepreneur and how do you know when to like feel good about what you're doing like I know that it's a constant process of being like all right i'm making progress but i'm also okay with where i am that's life in general but as an entrepreneur how do you say you know, we reach this and we're we're okay i think i think one i'm never i'm never okay it's it's gotten to the it's gotten to the point where i don't even want to be okay like i i want to feel a little bit of like oh i gotta wake up and i gotta do this next thing the next day yeah because it'll make me happy yeah so like when i wake up the next day like when i wake up tomorrow i'm not fucking upset that it's monday i'm actually excited because i'm like i have three meetings coming up and then on tuesday i have four more meetings coming up like i'm excited about everything that i'm doing because it's on my terms like it's i don't have to do it but 
I also know that if I don't do it, there's going to be consequences to it. So that's where I think like to dial into that question of, of milestones and how do I know when to, I think a better, I'll flip it into like, how do I know when to relax a little bit and be like, it's okay to like even sip on this hard kombucha while we're having this podcast. Um, it's, I live by, like I created, I think back to why I created Thrive and that's because I don't believe that there's one right way to do anything. Like if I'm gonna build a company, I'm gonna be the guy that skateboards, surfs, snowboards, has a sleeve, does business meetings, speaks on panels, speaks at corporations. Like I'm gonna either do it my way or I'm gonna die trying. And that's where I don't think a lot of people are willing to basically be the black sheep. Well, people sheep. don't know what their way is. Yeah. That's, that's the big Because they've problem. been following other people's ways. But ultimately that stems from fear and I think at the end of the day, like because I'm sick and because I'm in pain a lot, like I don't fear death. Like there are some days where I just, I don't care. Like I'd rather just be like, you know what? I'll die today because my fucking stomach is killing me, right? So I think from a young, having that from a young age where I just learned to get really bold and then as soon as I lean into like being bold and going after what I want, I start realizing I gain more traction and I think the reason I gain more traction is because I'm happier doing it so I do things more consistently versus I started realizing when I was younger like if I didn't like doing something, I wouldn't do it and I would fail at it very quickly and it just like, even in engineering school, this, this is what school was for me and I don't know if anybody else can, out there listening can relate but I got straight A's and like straight C's. The classes I loved, I got straight A's in. The classes I hated, I got C's, D's, and F's. And that's where I always double down on like, what do I love to do? And then I'll figure out how to monetize, I'll figure out how to connect, I'll figure out how to like put the chessboard together as I'm going, rather than like sitting behind and being like, I'm gonna play on somebody well, else's board. you're also the type of person, I've, I've definitely noticed this, obviously, as your wife, that you don't spend time on anything that doesn't, if, if you don't have to spend time on something or you I don't want to say you view it as a waste of time but similar to your theory of why you did poorly on certain subjects it's not because you couldn't do well in them because if you put in the time oh, yeah. you could have done well it's that you didn't even want to spend your time in that way because you're like well I could just spend my time volunteering with my fraternity versus studying for this and missing out on these opportunities and it's okay, I'll take the bad grade. And that whereas, led into the entrepreneurial world. Whereas I think that's a big, yes, exactly. That type of analysis and quick decision-making of how you're going to spend your time is crucial to the outcomes that we have in life outside of school. It's what do you spend your time doing because why? Like, Do you think that that grade is going to get you something that the other option isn't? Uh, it's, is that what I, it is? I is have to go into like, or? It, it comes down to energy and like if people people that know me and have been around me like I'm a ball of fucking energy like that's just I've always been like that and but the reason I'm like that is because I don't waste energy on small little things like I I don't text back and forth in long paragraphs and just do things that I I see other people doing that I know like every time you switch from task to task to task to task you are using brain power thinking about what task am I switching to so when I was a little kid, I was like, what, what is valuable? I always look for value. And value is one of those words today that people love to either love or love to hate because it's so vague. Mm -hmm. But in my head, value was like, is this going to make my life better? 
That's it at the end of the day. Am I going to feel more joy if I do X, Y, Z? Yes. That's why I played a lot of sports. (laughs) Sports brought me joy. People brought me joy. Being around other people. Being in the classroom and sitting there like learning didn't bring me joy. Like it, like for the teacher of 30 kids and being like, study this, that didn't bring me joy. now when you're in a classroom around something that interests you, you love it. No. When I'm in a classroom that's interactive, that interests me. Okay. So that's the other thing that like... I understand what's a waste of time. Like you could, you could talk about entrepreneurship. I go to networking events all the time on entrepreneurship and I'm like, this is really dumb. Even though I love this topic, right. but it's because like I started learning like very quickly that what but is... for you, for you. Yeah, for me. Yeah. And, and, but I, I'm just, if, if I'm trying to convey this correctly, it's decide. Like I made the decision what's for me and what's not for me like from a very young age. And that's where like a lot of people don't even, they'd still go to the bar because their friend asked them to even though they're in debt. Like for you, the best decision would be not to go to the bar and spend $50, but because in your head you're like, well, my friend asked me to, right, like right. that's a waste of fu- your, your energy. Like mm-hmm. that just is. And people can't, and this is why I'm, we can go off on so many tangents on this, but that's why I want to get in the education system because the only way to solve that problem that people have is if we start them young, from a very young age to make decisions for themselves because I'll tell you this straight up, I've said it numerous times on other podcasts, there's seven billion people on this earth. You can make money in so many different ways. Money shouldn't be your focus from a young age. It should literally be, what do I like to learn? Why do I like to learn it? And how do I use this to bring more joy and value into my life and those around me? And you're gonna be successful because you determined what success actually was. And we never, we went to the same grade school, same high school, they never once were like, what do you define success as? Is it more money? Is it more people in your life? Is it staying by your family? Is it living and traveling and doing all these things? We never, that's a better, you could teach it a whole year on that rather than like the trigonometry that we learned that I never (laughs) use ever again. And I think think your point about the seven billion people on the earth is a good, last closing remark that we all have to be start we're not closing yet so- oh okay. <laughs> go on but i was gonna say i think we could all myself and you included could do better i mean you already practice this as you say but i've been implementing this in my life a lot more and i've seen it pay off where i think if i if i feel myself being anxious about an outcome or about something i'm about to do i think well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Once I think through the worst things that could happen and I realize that I will be okay if those things happen, like there's nothing to worry about. Just do it. Just do it. It doesn't matter how many times you rewrite something or how many, you know, whatever it is. It's just do it and then learn from it, whatever it is. And iterate. And, and get better the next time. And that's anything in life, whether that's in your workplace outside of work the people you interact with like stop worrying just do and think worst case scenario and then convince yourself that you're okay with that worst case scenario you'll be okay you're strong enough to be okay with it and if you don't feel like it connect with us but before we close so we have a couple questions that people always ask us and i want to end so as we continue doing these podcasts i want to end with one question that we got asked and we'll succinct we'll succinctly answer it so we got 10 minutes before anchor kicks us off so let's uh answer one of the questions that we got asked before this podcast 
Okay, one of them was what motivates us every day. So I think that's a good one that ties best with this topic, which is we talked a lot about how we're about growth and self-improvement, but where does that motivation actually come from? You can start. I think, so for me, um, I mean, this is a really, really good question because it makes you dig down deep I think we can have a whole podcast. Yeah, you can have a whole podcast (laughs) on this. So to be very direct and short with this response is fear of death. What motivates me is, I mentioned earlier that I'm not afraid to die, but I'm afraid not to live. I know that time is finite. It's literally the only finite resource we have. You can go get everything. You can make more money. You can get more shoes. You can buy more cars. You can do whatever, but you cannot get time back. So I think this is a good response relating to everything that we talked about and when to spend your time. And it's, I always think about if I were to die tomorrow, would I be doing what I'd be doing right now? Yeah, I think And that's where I could 100% say yes. Of course, like, I'd love to live in a nicer place or have have traveled the world and done, done all these things. But I'm also very self-aware that like, by the time I'm 80, that's all going to happen. So, but for now, I'm very okay, because that's the word you said earlier. I'm very okay with where I'm at because I know that I'm trying my best and doing my best. I don't really like the word try. I'm doing my best to fulfill that passion I have to live and not if I were to die tomorrow, then I'd live the fullest fucking life that I could ever live. And that's what motivates me. So every morning I wake up, if I don't want to do something, it's because I'm like, you know what? I could die. This is fucking pointless. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And it's funny, but similar to you, I think on a small scale, my motivation each day changes. Sometimes I'm motivated by someone. Sometimes I'm motivated by something that I'm working towards that to really zoom in, that's what motivates me sometimes on a smaller scale, but on a large scale, when I zoom out and I really think about why I'm even working towards what I am and why we live here and why we're together and all these things that weren't in the plans, you know, it's because, and we continue to live like this because we do reflect a lot on death. And as morbid as it sounds, like I've lost someone really close to me. I know how it feels to tragically have your life kind of shifted around because life ended too short. And thinking through, if that were to happen to me tomorrow, like, what do I want to even be known for? I, I'm, I think about that a lot. Is, it, is my career really that important to me? Like, what title I have and what achievements I have at work? Or is it like the people that I've impacted in some way and my family because yeah, no one's gonna say Aaron was a great busy worker B <laughs> like no no one's ever gonna say that they're gonna say and they Aaron might. showed up when nobody else showed up or Aaron cared when nobody else did and that's and what like, I'd rather so yes it's it's those things that you know in your daily life are important but be thinking about who you really want to be and, and that's something that you and I both do I mean for school I had to do this a couple of times but even before that assignment I was always thinking like this so I think about it often I don't just want to do it for an assignment I think what do I want in my life it's not these different work assignments and 
different career titles, it's it's more connection than that. And, and I love that impact. answer. And I just, to end, like what I would say is we don't have it figured out. We never will. And we're the type of people that understand that we know 1% of what there is for us to know in the world. And we're probably only gaining 0.01% every single year. Um, but that's the beauty of this world is like, you can literally go out and just do, learn, be, because we're human beings and we're meant to just literally do whatever we want for the most part. Um, so you need to decide that. And I think we've made our decision on just going with the flow a little bit more, understanding each and every day it is what it is and then adjusting accordingly rather than stressing out about plans and being future. okay with change because nothing is going to ever be constant and we're going to go through different phases and what we have right now in our life and our daily routine is going to change in a couple months and we're completely okay with that so i'd love to thank you all for listening to us tonight if any of you have any questions or would love to chat with us please connect with us you can find aaron at aaron dot spiration on instagram you can find me at cj dot finley or follow our brand at thrive on life thank you again for listening have a wonderful week y'all thrive on